Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. Before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision and her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Pushkin. Just a quick note here. You can listen to all of the music mentioned in this episode on our playlist, which you can find a link to in the show notes. For licensing reasons, each time a song is referenced in this episode, you'll hear this sound effect. All right, enjoy the episode. Welcome to Broken Record. I'm Bruce Headlam. Some voices just grab you right away. That happened to me recently when I heard this voice on my car radio. There was something just so haunting about his voice. Self-assured, but oddly tentative like he was still working out the meaning of the song while he was singing it. So, of course, we just had to have him on broken record. It turns out, like a lot of kids, J.S. and Dara became fascinated by American music by listening to faraway radio signals late at night. The difference was that he wasn't listening to those signals in Buffalo or Memphis or Duluth, Minnesota. He was in Nairobi, Kenya, listening to his parents' radio while they slept. That's when he decided... His own American dream was to come here and become a singer. His first album, Tales of America, is full of great songs, wistful, cautionary, even violent, songs about leaving home and finding oneself in a strange country, pursuing an unknown path. And like a lot of newcomers to the States, J.S. and Dara can sometimes see things more clearly than we can, and he can express them in that beautiful, haunting voice. We sat down with him recently in an L.A. studio, and asked him to share his American dream with us. You want to start with Torch Song? Sure. Okay. 
That is J.S. Andara. We're sitting together in a studio in L.A. I think if I'm going to um, set the scene, I have to mention your jacket, which is this tremendous red plaid jacket. Where did you get that? I, I believe I got this in Boston, but I was drawn to it because this fabric is sort of similar to uh, a fabric that a, a tribe in Kenya wears. Yeah, it's called the Maasai tribe, and the, there was some fabric that looks just like this. So, And it goes with red pants. It does. <laughs> which is a bonus. I am a big fan of red pants. Uh, okay. Well, you, you wear them well. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so tell me about that song. Uh, Torch Song is uh, the name of that. This is a, 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 this is one of the songs that I'm I'm still um, I'm still trying to figure out what the painting behinding is uh, behind behind the song is uh, what what those words mean. So tell me, you um, the, how did it come about then? You know, Torch Song was just words uh, that I put down and uh, and I put a melody on them, and you know, now it's a song. Um, and I think how how it happens to me is usually after these songs have existed for a while, then slowly their meanings gradually reveal themselves to the conscious mind. You know, like the things that were going in the background of my in the background of my head while writing it, they sort of reveal themselves. They mm-hmm. turns out to be this. It's like a portrait that just sort of reveals itself as you put it, um, or maybe a maybe one of those negative photo. You put it in underwater, and water is time. And once it stays there, within you know, within the sort of scope of time, it reveals itself, mm-hmm. and you see the actual picture. Um, you might actually be writing lyrics right now. <laughs> <laughs> Such a nice image. They're just words, really. Um, and so I think some of the songs in the record, I've, I've sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm gradually figuring them out by discussing them with people. Um, and some of them, like Torch Song in particular, still puzzles me as to what 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 those words are referring to. You were born in Kenya, in Nairobi, right? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, and when was that? Uh, was, that would have been August of '92. All right. Yeah. Um, so, what was growing up in Nairobi like then? <laughs> it was uh, it was great. You know, I think uh, w- w- when you're when you're a kid. You're just a kid, and that's just that. You know, um, you, you you're very busy being a kid. That nothing else is really important because you. I mean, it's too much time being a child. It's just it's all the time in the world, and it's it takes it takes all the time in the world. And so, you know, when I think about um, you know my my childhood in, in retrospect, and I could see like, hmm, perhaps that might have been a difficult time. But then you know when you're back at the time, it was just you're a child, and you know, and you're busy being a child, and nothing else matters other than you are. What was your first memory of music? My family tells this story that when I was about seven years old, we 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 always had these family gatherings every every year where you know you just everyone meets in one place, you know, just all relatives, and you you meet this guy who's apparently your uncle, but you had no idea. Because you saw him at the store the other day, I was like, "Oh, hey, I'm your uncle." Like, Why? You were just selling me potatoes the other day. So, <laughs> so you know, we had these all these gatherings, and you know, everyone just comes together. And, and one of these gatherings, when I was about seven years old, uh, when we were there, my uh, my cousins had this terrible idea to give me alcohol. Mm-hmm. So they gave me, a, you know, I think some just a little little bit of alcohol, and uh, apparently I got inebriated very quickly as 
as you do when you're seven years old. And uh, I just started, you know, singing out loud, just like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And I was finally singing uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit in just the wrong words. Um, and, uh, you know, those are some like the earliest sort of, you know, slashes of... Mm-hmm. Had you heard the song on the radio? Yes. Oh, okay. So you were listening to radio by that point. Yeah, yeah. Just passively, though, you know, you know, mm-hmm. it's there. Because um, we had this tiny little radio that the whole family had to share. And sometimes I would just wake up in the middle of the night so I can steal some extra time. Mm-hmm. It's like at three in the morning, everyone's asleep. Just sneak in there and grab, grab the radio and start listening for all the songs. So it turned from this passive thing to like, you know, I want it now, and I'm seeking, I'm seeking it. Now, you, your family didn't speak English at home. No, we, we, spoke, we spoke Swahili in the house. It's sort of mm-hmm. those, you know, it's what, it's what, it's what we right. did. So did you, with Smells Like Teen Spirit, were you singing, were you singing it in Swahili? I was, well, no, I wasn't singing any words. There was just gibberish things. It's just... Can you, can you play a few bars of how you played it then? Well... <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's it might probably be embarrassing to to try and uh, imitate my my seven year old self trying to sing. Smells <laughs> <Okay. laughs> like Tin Spirit with no words. It was okay. just some like wizard outside. It's a danger. Just nothing. Yeah. By the way, that's how just, everybody sang it. Yeah. Nobody knew the words. <laughs> it just, wasn't an English thing. Just absolute gibberish. Yeah. yeah. So you started singing, and then you just kept singing after that. After the the cousins spiked your drink, as far as singing, the, I, I started practicing my singing. I suppose in private, after you know hearing, it happened in two phases. So I heard I had the music of Jeff Buckley as, just quite accidentally as a, as a as a kid, and I had. How, how did that come about? So, with the the sort of advent of CDs, when that mm-hmm. became a thing, we had all these people. Uh, I suppose you'd call it pirating, who would go on the internet and they would just get anything, any music or, or film or whatever. They would just download mm-hmm. anything that was coming out of uh, the US, the UK, and then they would uh, sell them uh, on the streets. So I, I discovered just a crazy amount of music that way that uh, would never be on the radio. But, you know, for some reason, these pirating experts just dug them out somewhere and they were just lying about. And so... I was already on this trajectory where, uh, you know, I was drawn to this music. So when I, when I figured this out, I would just go there all the time and would, you know, like, play me this. And then, I, you know, I, would, I, found, I found some Buckley songs that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, at, at that point, I was like, whoa, what's the, what is it doing with this voice? This is amazing. So I, I you know, start locking myself in the room and try to practice that. And, you know. Do you remember which songs of his you, you practiced? It was Forget Her. Forget, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a song I heard, and I was like, "Whoa, this is great!" And I think that sort of began what was, you know, me trying to be a singer at all in private. And then I think the second phase of that was listening to Radiohead and how Tom uses this sort of high falsetto voice and that, you know, and being like, "Well, how do you? What's that? How do you? Why would you do that with your voice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how do you even do that?" And so, you know. Get lock myself in the room and also try to go up there, which you know I'm, I, I still try to do that every once in a while. It's, you mm-hmm. know, just, you did it in Torch Song. I did. I, I don't know if I do it well enough, but I'm still, <laughs> I think I'm still sort of. I feel every time I'm singing, I feel I, I, I'm transported back to that moment when I'm a child 
and I'm still just trying to trying to figure out how to sing because mm-hmm. um, is that a good feeling? It's it's nerve wracking. It's probably not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely nerve wracking. Uh, just because it's it, this it, singing is, was not something that was open about, and it was not something that you know was encouraged growing up in me. Um, so it's something I'm still not confident. You know, like I don't I don't feel like a confident singer really. Yeah. Uh, now you did tell a funny story once about the song "Knocking on Heaven's Door." Could you tell us that? Yeah, we, you know, it was this one. This one day, I remember it quite well. We just left the school and we were standing outside the school, and you know, there's there's all these uh, people who are selling all these foods out there, and I'm having this talk, you know, fight, debate, debate, whatever you want to call it. The friend about you know about rock, and you know, growing up listening to all these rock songs, I feel like something of an expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and what were the bands you were listening to then? Well, you know, uh, Nirvana, Radiohead, like I said, Death Cab for Curie, right. Oasis, um, you know, just all that stuff that was coming out of uh, late, late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Guns N' Roses and all that. And so, so we have this d- discussion about uh, Knocking Heaven's Door, Guns N' Roses, you know, the famous Guns N' Roses song. <laughs> so uh, we, we're talking about this and uh, like, yeah, is Guns N' Roses song uh, knocking heaven's door and he goes well no no actually that, that song is was by this other guy he's called Bob Dylan and I'm, I'm thinking well no you're wrong it's I know this I, you know, I've been listening for a while I, I know what I'm doing so we go into this in this fight and then we ended up making a bet you know for a uh, hundred Kenny shillings which is you know it was a bunch of money for me back then not too much money here in American currency, but we lost that bet. I, I lost that bet because I ended up finding out that it was actually by uh, this singer called Bob Dylan. Uh, and that's sort of how I, uh, I found Dylan's music and found folk music that way and just fell into this sort of rabbit hole that I, I feel like I'm still digging myself deeper into every day and I, I can't see how, how I'll get out. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, you still didn't, you didn't play guitar at this point or any no. instrument, right? But you were still writing songs? I was writing songs. I was writing words. Mm-hmm. You know. Were you writing melodies with them? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. But I, I never, you know, thought much of those melodies. You know, I, I wasn't confident in them. Uh, but I wrote words. And I think one of the reasons why I dove pretty deep into, you know, that sort of folk music rabbit hole and, and, and Dylan is because when I discovered Dylan's music, and then I, I was, you know, re- reading his songs, and I'm thinking, well, well, these are, these, these are just stories. They're poems with melodies. Maybe I can just do this with all these words I've, re- I've been writing since I was a child, and perhaps I can, I can put some melody on them, and maybe we'll call them a folk song, and maybe I can have some kind of career. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more with J.S. and Dara after this break. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch Subject to credit approval, terms apply. 
Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer helped shape the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed The Boar's Nest, Sue's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, would spur each other on to tap into something bigger, realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Bacharach as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash, alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of Outlaw Country Music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. We're back with J.S. Andara. Can you play uh, saying goodbye for us? Yes. So your next step in your musical development was far from Kenya. It was Minneapolis. Right. Tell me how you ended up there. Well, as soon as I found Taylor's music and folk music in general, um, it was a time when I think I really needed that as well. I was just a bit, you know, I was in high school, I was a bit lost, a bit sad, just, you know, being being drawn to this thing that just consistently dissuaded by everyone, you know, you know, when you love something so much, but it's probably a taboo for you to to love it. Why, uh, why was it that, that being music? Just you know, it's just it was just not something that was part of, part of the culture, really. What was your family's ambition for you? Uh, you know, medicine, mm-hmm. law, just you know, that was that was that was just how it had to be. Uh, and so, were either of your parents lawyers or doctors? Not or? really. You know, I think it's it's sort of just something that's sort of ingrained by the culture there and how they grew up, when they grew up, and all and all of that. And but so that left me in this place where you know this thing I wanted I, I couldn't even talk about. You were playing guitar by this point. I was not. Oh, really? No, I was not. This okay. is just a, a stupid uh, dream you have as a, as a kid. Uh, and so the first thing I did was uh, apply to the University of Minnesota because I figured hmm, I wanted to go to Minnesota because of my, you know, fascination with Dylan at the time. So I applied to the University of Minnesota, didn't go well, tried applying uh, for, you know, work opportunities in Minnesota. It's trying to find ways to come to the States because, you know, it's quite difficult to, to move here. And, you know, I just tried this for like years and nothing really ever worked uh, until one time a green card uh, entry application, the lottery 
Grinkard thing that was a relative had applied for me and a couple of other people and uh, went through. Mm-hmm. Nobody told you about the weather in Minnesota before you left? Not really. I mean, <laughs> no, no one can tell you that in a yeah. way that you can, you can conceptualize. Right. So, you know, they'll tell you it's cold, but then you're like, oh, oh cool. So, because, you know, cold, I mean, I've felt cold before, it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, whatever, whatever you know, transpires in, in, uh, in Minnesota, there should be a different word for that. That's not cold. This is not cold. It's just the worst thing you can think of on the other side of cold. <laughs> Did you arrive in the winter? Right, right in the heart of winter. Yeah, it was you know like mid February. It was you know that one winter where people were just saying, "Oh, this is one of the worst winters we've ever had." Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, got got there right in the middle of winter in February and uh, just had this uh, yeah crazy crazy body shock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, when did you finally pick up a guitar? Uh, it was a bit after I landed. So, you know, I, I moved there and, and I, I had this vision that I think I'm going to form a band and I'm going to take it on the road. I and mean, I've, I've seen things online. They do this now. I've mm-hmm. seen some videos on the interwebs, you know, going around with bands and playing songs in good old America. So, I, yeah, I moved there and this is what I'm trying to do is, like, you know, try to form a band. Because um, I can't play anything at this time, I just have all these words and a couple of melodies for them. I'm thinking maybe you know a band can uh, sort of put some flesh around it and we can mm-hmm. go play it out. Uh, and then I quickly realized that I have I don't know any person <laughs> who, who uh, who's in music uh, or who can uh, form a band with me. Um, so I said okay. That's a short setback. Let me see if I can uh, pick up the guitar and uh, just accompany myself, you know, because if I don't know anyone, what else are you going to do? Do you remember the first songs you learned? Yeah, it was uh, Knock on Heaven's Door. Oh, okay. Obviously, because... Because <laughs> <laughs> Guns N' Roses. Because Guns N' Roses, right? Yeah. Knock <laughs> on Heaven's Door, um, Heart of Gold, I believe, and uh, also it's Blowing in the Wind. Mm. Yeah. And I, I, I sort of just learned a few songs... And, you know, got some grasp of some chords and then just took my words and put, put, try to put some melody around them. I didn't dive deep into it. Um, and so I still just try to, to this day, just fool around and see where I can find a sound. Mm-hmm. You just fool around with chords and right, just whatever. And see what the melody. Yeah, just go where the finger goes okay. and see, see what happens. Well, you make it sound all very accidental, but you're very resourceful. You couldn't find a band, so you picked up a guitar, you learned the chords you needed. So you must have been very driven in some ways. I think, yeah, I think I was. Yeah, just, you know, what else are you going to do? You you made this huge move. You're, you know, very far away from home. There is nothing to do than to move mm. forward. <laughs> when did you start playing in front of people? Um, probably maybe three, four years ago. So, I mean, I, I learned... I was very, as soon as I, I figured out a few chords, I, I was like, okay, good. I, I've got this figured out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you remember the first time you got up and did it? Man, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think so. What was it like? <laughs> oh, gosh, just the most bizarre experience in the world. Where, you know, you ever do something and you, you, you're thinking, what are you doing? doing you fool 
Oh man, I was like, so um, you were hearing your parents' voice at that point. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Just echoing in my head. And I think sometimes I still do, you know. In, in, oh, really? in, in the middle of a show, just playing a torch song or something and you know, you hear this voice in the back of head, What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> are your your family now, are they happier? You're a success and you're selling records and people love your music. Has that made a difference to them? I, th- I think it has. Uh, it, it has in, in, in a way that, you know, perhaps they they understand that this is something that, you know, I, I'm passionate about. But um, this, uh, the sort of the roots of this problem are so deep, so, they're so ingrained in upbringing and in culture that, you know, I think they still, don't, they still don't understand what it is that I do. Can we hear another song? Can we hear a good question? Yeah, sure. More music and conversation with J.S. Andara after this break. As listeners to this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds has the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet. But you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Willie Nelson. Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer helped shape the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed The Boar's Nest, Sue's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, would spur each other on to tap into something bigger, realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Bacharach as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash, alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. We're back with more songs and conversation with J.S. Andara. 
You talked a lot about Kenya and the limitations you felt there. Your first album is called Tales of America. Right. So, first of all, why that title? Um, what what made you call it that? Um, you know, when I was a, when I was a kid, and I was discovering this music, and you know, and I was drawn in a way to to America and to the West in general. And I think part of the reason why, you know, I, I developed this attachment to these songs is because it was this, it was like a spaceship for me. It just, you know, I turned on these songs and they took me to just a completely different universe, you know, where people spoke a different language. Everything was different. It looked different. It was just, it was a spaceship for me and it was, a magical thing, and you know, when I was when I was a kid, and I was you know uh, writing little tales on a book, um, I imagined that you know one day I, I might be in America, and I'll, maybe I'll make maybe I'll make a, an album, and I'm gonna call it Tales of America. But then this is it's just it was just a stupid thing you think as a child the same the same way you'd think about going to Mars or. Uh, flying a plane or, you know, you know, just, or, you know, uh, talking to an imaginary friend, you know, as a boy, you dream. It's what you do as a boy. You, you dream about traveling to, to the moon and you, you drive imaginary airplanes around and then you think about making a record called Tales of America. <laughs> You've now been in the States for how long? Uh, it's come close to six years now. Six years. So, and you had this dream as a kid. How how is it for you now here? What's it? What's it like past the dream you had as a kid? What's yeah. the reality for you? It's. Um, I think that's part of what I'm. I'm, I'm sort of processing in this. Um, in this record, tales of America. Um, you know, I'm trying to. What, what's that? What's that? What's that area? There. What's that divide between the the dream and the reality? Because. Perhaps I'm not, I'm not a kid anymore. I mean, you know, maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not that little child in, in, in Kenya now. I'm here now. And so that does something to you. And trying to grapple with what th- that dream, the idea you have of America when you're somewhere different. Like, oh, it's America. This is the American dream. This is, this is how that goes. Um, America is this sudden, is this particular place with this this particular ideals because you know America has this sort of reputation all, all across the world you know it's you know, because think of America as it, this place that's supposed to be at least in our times now supposed to be sort of spearheading the mission of of civilization across the you know the human species or something like that so all over the world people are talking about America and all that and and so that dream that idea of America uh, and what the reality of it is once you set foot in America and you see, oh, well, I guess the work lies ahead. So if you could go back and tell your nine-year-old self that had that dream of America, what would you tell that? What would you tell that boy right now? I would tell him the world is a mysterious place. Keep your shoes on (laughs) and buy multiple hats. (laughs) (laughs) You do have great hats, I have to say. Broken Record is produced by Justin Richmond and Jason Gambrell with help from Mia LaBelle, Jacob Smith, 
Julia Barton, and Jacob Weisberg. Special thanks to my co-hosts, Rick Rubin and Malcolm Gladwell. Broken Record is produced by Pushkin Industries. I'm Bruce Hedlund. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. This is your chance to reignite some old musical passions or pick up an instrument for the first time. Connect with more than 100 of the world's best teachers and musicians. You'll get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just $30 a month, less than a single private lesson. I mean, why do we do Broken Record? Not just because we love hearing from great musicians. We do it because we think that there is something beautiful about the appreciation of music. Don't you think we need more of that in our lives these days? That's the mission of Musora to inspire, educate, and connect musicians. Enjoy unlimited personal support, weekly live streams, student lesson plans. It's like having a personal music teacher, only much, much better. Just go to musora.com, M-U-S-O-R-A.com, to start a new musical journey today. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there.